So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing episode 10 of season 8, Life After Lockup. On this episode, Lindsay and Blaine break up, Justine and Michael bring baby home, Chance confesses all his cheating to Taylor, Chevelle and Quaylen meet with Myula's father's mom, Brittany and Kirok get baptized, Joy and Red break up, and Louie and Melissa talk about marriage. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Uh, surviving. And like people make such a huge deal. Like right now they're just like, oh, California, state of emergency. Everything's crazy. And I'm just right. like, oh, it's like normal. At least I mean, is it rain? Is it raining though? It is raining, but I mean, it's not like I I don't know. It it can be real because I live in a town that also a few years ago had real bad flooding incidents, and like you wouldn't know it if you were if you if you weren't in this one specific part of town where the floods were. Yeah, just no. I take that back. It was pretty bad. There was like high water almost everywhere in my town. But if you went to like my parents' house, like twenty minutes away, you wouldn't know. Right, like heavy rain, whatever. Just rained a lot. Yeah. So, so speaking of not noticing, um, we had a couple uh, couples that we didn't really even notice <laughs> yeah, right. Be- because they really just got a like obligatory title card at the end because this was the season finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we got some updates on Sarah and Sean and Eris and Cameron. So for Sarah and Sean, Sarah and Sean are slowly repaying their debt and they anticipate their new house being done by 2025. And uh, in the background of their title card, we saw their burnt building they had acquired being yes. uh, demolished. So I guess they were trying to show us progress is being made. Right, which is more of an hour, more progress than I would believe being married because if you leave Sean in charge of everything, I don't believe there's any progress that's going to happen. So Right, right. Okay, and then speaking of people who, you know, had housing issues this season, uh, Eris and Cameron. But it ends up that they found a house. And then they also had their baby girl who we knew they were going to name Charlie. And Lena is having fun being a big sister. So no big developments there. I, I'm no, interested they, to see if yeah. we'll see these couples ever again. I can't imagine we would. They were here for quote unquote the whole season, and right. we saw and them like what three times. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. I think so. they tried to make something of Sarah and Sean, but I think what's interesting about them is you know they're. I it was interesting about all couples, right? It's a little bit more like drama if you're Mm -hmm. like a will they or won't they stay together you know it's like both of these couples they're strapped with kids they got a family going so it's either real sad you know when things don't work out or it's just kind of like okay it's predictable they're gonna stay together even though they might not always get along and it's just like eh yeah i mean i wish i I would kind of wish we would have some i feel like they never bring this up I wish they would have just one couple a year that's just the, these are fun people to hang out with. And of course, they're staying together and there's not any drama, but they're going axe throwing now. So, okay. Like, and we just like (laughs) see them talking and and having fun. And then everybody else can be the drama. But because sometimes when you have a couple that's actually a really good match and they get along really well, like 
but they leave them on the show. It's just like, it just, everything feels so fake. Like this is so yeah. forced. Like, I was at first thinking like, no, we don't want that. But then I feel like we really liked Kenny and Armando on 90 Day Fiance. They were kind of like our palate cleansers, you know, on that show. And it was like they had like cutesy little scenes and stuff like that. But I don't know. I think it's got to be the right couple where the people sure. are likable. Oh, they have to be charismatic people for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that they're fun Because otherwise, it's like, you know, this is a very different show than, let's say, you know, your Real Housewives kind of show where it's like all you do is see them doing fun stuff and you're just like, I don't know. At least me, I'm like annoyed because it's like, well. (laughs) Why do they get to do the fun stuff? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I want to watch you having fun. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even have to be like great fun stuff. Like I would watch certain people like. I want to see that guy try to mow a lawn. Let's go for it. Oh, God. <laughs> like but anyway, somebody skill. I actually might want to see try to mow a lawn is the – some people we had – I had that weren't very, on there very long is Justine and Michael. Mm. So I would I would watch Michael try to start a lawnmower. That would be fun. <laughs> um, and he's going to have to do it because we're moving. So Mama, Mama Maria is sneaking around the house with this paternity test that we saw last week. Uh, But it's a huge fake out because she's just sneaking around so she can sneak it into the trash can and not use it. So she says Justine is a good woman and she knows it's Michael's baby and Michael's never been in love with this. So happy, happy, happy. So now that this is out of the way, they go back to enjoying like we switch to get away from Maria, go to Michael and and Justine and they're like Snapchatting with their kids. So Michael uh, then tells Justine that Melody and Maria want to come with them to Vegas. So Justine is very excited about Melody moving out there and maybe isn't so crazy about her mother-in-law moving into the house with them, but she's not going to stand in the way her, you know, Maria didn't get to see her son for a long time when he was locked up. She's not going to keep the mom away from her son. So they're going to move out to Vegas in the next week or so. And finally, everything is like falling into place. So it's all, they just talk for a long time about like how happy and fulfilled they are, which I know I just said we like wanted to see. I don't need people talking (laughs) about it. I just can see it happen. I don't need people telling me a whole story about like, oh, this is so great and we're happy and I feel like everything goes. So at the end of the episode, they get a title card too. And that title card um, says that Michael is considering getting a vasectomy. After all these babies and DNA tests and whatnot. And Justine is like, yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Which, I mean, I got to say, probably sounds like a good idea to me too. I know. They have so many kids. So many. Between the two of them and that are living with them. Yes. I mean, it's it's a lot. I can, yeah. It's, and then that's the, that's the thing is like, oh, man, just uh, it, it's, it's just always like, well, there's more room for more people. There's room for my mom. There's room for my other daughter. Like, is there a room? for those people like i guess there is and and i don't know how much of this was again we, we talked about manufactured drama and this was always the plan and this was always what was going to happen but man it just it seems like a lot of people under one roof for, for that age i would i would kind of want mom around too <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um it is kind of interesting to me i don't know if it's just you know like the baby mamas are kind of like all right we've done our part it's your turn you know and like because mm-hmm. it seems odd that you know michael's out and all of a sudden his kids are one by one like living with him yeah i mean i would i i understand why we don't because if my ex 
and I have a good relationship with, with my ex and raising mm-hmm. and co-parenting the kids. But if she was like, I'm going to be on a reality show, do you want to film for it? I would be, hell no. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. No circumstances. And I, But I also, at, from my perspective, I wouldn't sign off on the kids being on it. Mm-hmm. Right, and we've seen that in other ones. We had that for like uh, Stacy's kids in in ninety. No, I don't uh, even day. mean that. I mean like, you know, they're okay with just letting go and like, okay, my kid that I've had single parenting this whole time, all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, you can take. Well, that's them. what I do. I wonder how much they're actually involved. Like, I wonder how mm-hmm. much time was that per- was that baby mama single parenting or was Grandma. Michael's mom yeah. and his sister raising that kid? Yeah, right. That's a good point. And, and so if, if, if it's a if it's a kind of person – so if it's a kind of person who like is disinvolved enough that they're like, yeah, you can put my kids on national TV. I don't give a shit. Like it makes me like <laughs> a little bit suspicious of what of, of how involved they actually are. Yeah, yeah. I mean I could personally – I'm not judging. I could personally see myself being, you know, a single mom and then it's like, oh, I have a chance to not be a single mom and take a break for a while. But I mean – but that's also speaking as someone who doesn't have kids and and would not necessarily choose that for my own life. <laughs> I cer- it's certainly a relief to be like, yes, take them half the time. That right, is right. your half job. But like to take them all the time and move across the country, uh, that's yeah. a little different. I mean yeah. – but, but that's what we are. We're only talking about Melody. We're not talking about the ones right. who are minors. Melody's – I don't know. When, isn't she 18? No, I mean, she Melody's 16. Is she 17? She's 16. Six, okay. So she could be 17 at this point. But she was right. young enough where it's like she still had a couple still years left. still have to have left. permission. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to uh, Brittany and Key Rock. So Brittany is feeling sad after seeing her grandma, you know, visiting with her because she misses her. Brittany wants to move closer to her grandma and move to New York. Key Rock gives that a hard no. And Brittany says that he just doesn't understand because he gets to see his family every day. Brittany asks if they could reconsider and revisit the conversation in, let's say, a year. And Key Rock says he doesn't want to leave his mom because what if she got sick again? Then they just start talking over each other. And Kirok says he would be a bad son if he just started helping out with his mom like he has been and then just up and left. Brittany says that she has never been able to be there for uh, her family and her family needs her too. So as a, like, I don't even know, just as a compromise, a short-term resolution, they video call Abuela. And Brittany says that they will think about moving there. Abuela says that they could find her studio apartment and her uncle could help find her a job. Brittany suggests that they split time with their families and Kirok says that eh, he'll need more time if that's what the plan is. Brittany and Kirok are now in church and they're planning on getting baptized. Brittany was baptized as a baby, as a Catholic, but she's excited about this because it's her choice. Kirok jokes about what if a shark, like, pops out of the water during the baptism and tries to bite his arm off. Uh, Brittany calls her abuela to tell her about the baptism. Abuela is worried that Brittany is, you know, choosing to be in the same kind of religion as her mom because all she knows is that it's considered Christian. And mm-hmm. uh, Brittany the, tries yeah, to reassure non-denominational, her. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. Brittany tries to reassure her that there's many types of Christians. Uh, Brittany wants to feel the spirit as a child of God. And Kirok's uh, friends are there to support his baptism too. Uh, Kirok gets baptized first and he insists on being dunked three times because once was not enough. 
Uh, Pastor Joy loves that she can offer baptisms to everyone, uh, very much implying the fact that uh, Key Rock is trans and they love uh, every every one of their uh, person in their congregation. Brittany gets emotional over her baptism, and Kirok hopes that Brittany can forgive the wrongs in her life so she doesn't hold on to them. In our update, we find that they are planning on getting married this year, and Brittany hopes that her parents will come around to meeting Kirok. Uh, because, you know, we really saw that there was no true resolution to right. kind of the only drama they seem to really drum up, other than there was a lot of bickering between the two. But yeah, yeah. I get that. There was. Um, there was drama yet. with his um, brother. Oh, yeah, his brother. His yeah. brother, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, they didn't really have that much drama. Things are going mostly okay for with them. Yeah, yeah. They, we don't have any of the huge relationship issues we have with them that we have with the other people. Oh, no, but, yeah. But we have a lot of the same stuff, and I think it's not going to be great. I mean, obviously, it's not as big of a challenge, like I said. But, like, the idea of whose family do we live near is, yeah. like, kind of a zero-sum argument, right? Yeah. It's like we either live near yours or mine, and I feel like – I don't think she was wrong when they were having that argument. She, he yeah. was not listening to her. Like it wasn't like, oh, I hear what you're saying. You know, we can tr- – thinking of solutions and trying to be like, I understand but you're upset. It was just like, well, no, you can't take me away from my family. Uh-uh. No. We already did. No. Absolutely not. It's like you didn't – you're not really listening to the nuance of the conversation. And right. he has that 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 way of – he gets, starts, starts to feel a certain way and just starts to like pontificate over stuff, right? Like, yeah. oh, my family is well, – well, like, and so – yeah, that, that's- I find their arguments to be kind of frustrating sometimes because I do feel like Brittany isn't heard. Um, yes. Or even if she is heard, Kirok kind of doesn't care because he can be a little bit selfish. And so her yeah. only way of really getting him to pay attention to her is by her freaking the F out like we've seen her do. Right. And when we saw that with the thing, with, it, with, with when he, why won't your parents, why don't your parents want to meet me? And it's like, mm-hmm. you know. Because yeah. she wasn't heard. He just imagined they were racist and they don't want to right. see me because I'm black. And she's like, no, they're just transphobic and don't want to see you because you're trans. Right. And he just wouldn't hear that no matter yeah. how many times she said it. Um, and I, I feel like this was kind of the same thing. It was like – I think she was mostly looking for a, man, I miss my family. Wouldn't it be nice to see them more? And he was – just automatically went to this defensive, no, my family is important too. Oh. Yeah. And so yeah. – but like, and so I think that that's the kind of thing that needs long-term uh, fixing. But like we said, compared to the other fights we have in this episode, right? <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, at the end of the day, she's pretty young. You yeah. know, she's like what twenty-three. So it's like these are gonna be arguments that young people have, and hopefully, at some point, they'll realize what is important, what isn't important, what's mm-hmm. going to, you know, get or lead to a resolution. What is pointless, right? Because right. I think like a lot of the things that it's it's not that what you're doing doesn't mean anything. It's just like that it doesn't help to a resolution, and that's something right. that. Comes yes, with wisdom yes. experience. For sure. For sure. Is this yeah. a fight that's going to go anywhere? If yeah. it's not, then why would we have it? Right. Right. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Um, I was confused about the church stuff, though, because we all of a sudden, this is the first time we've seen him in church at all, right? Well. Just during this church. But I was confused because earlier in the season, 
they talked up their faith like huge, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, it's been a long time since I've been, you know, I put my hands in Christ and all that. They, they do a long time to the point where that's why he like, she remember she quit the school because yeah. she was neglecting her faith. Right. And it just seems like, and if you were that into your faith, I feel like, wouldn't you already have been baptized? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, Yeah. That's an interesting question. Um, I have no idea. All I know is that they really seem to be pushing their religious, like, I don't know, yeah. views. Not onto us necessarily, but they really want that, like, kind of front and center. And I just. Oh, I'm yeah, for sure. Key Rock, if, if you want nothing else. Yeah. Wants to be like, I'm a man of God. Like, like. If you like, if you described him as that, he'd be like, "That's right. I am happy with that description of me." Yeah, right? but I'm kind of confused why. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I don't yeah. know. Either. I did note that it's funny because I was raised, I was raised Catholic, mm -hmm. um, and you know that they do have the. She was right. You, you get baptized before you right. have a choice, a right? It's a baby. Yeah. But then we have confirmation. That's when you're supposed to choose. Like you're confirming right. that, that, that choice. She of might baptism. not have made it that far, especially if her mom became a Christian yeah, at some true. point. That's true. Yeah. Became uh, uh, evangelical, but it was like, I was, um, it's, I just thought it was funny because my like opinion of what I, you know, liked out of churches is exactly the opposite of what Brittany said. <laughs> she, I was like, I don't need people up and going like, oh, Lord, move by the faith. Oh, those people are standing and those people are screaming. And I'm like, I, that just to me is like, no, I don't want no <laughs> part of this. I want organ music. I want pretty like candles <laughs> in the ceiling. I want it to be, I want it to be like very organized. We're going to do this song and then this song and then this song and everybody's going to sing. We're all going to stand and sit at the same time. Like that is what I wanted. At. That's what yeah. I liked at a church. Yeah. And she even like went after the Ave Maria and I was like, but that's a beautiful song. I love that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So speaking of things that may or may not be beautiful, let's talk Melissa and Louie. Oh, God. So we still haven't seen Melissa's nose, right? Mm. We got the tease last time. Yeah. So uh, now it's time for the big reveal. So she takes off his scarf and it I, – I guess the way to describe it is it's kind of just like a nose lift. Like it doesn't seem like her nose is any smaller. They just kind of took the tip of the nose and raised it up higher. Um, yeah, yeah. I definitely think so. And I think part of it is the whole swelling situation, right? This, because yeah. the, the width felt the same. Yes. And they didn't do much, if anything, to the bridge of her nose. Correct. So, yeah. So, really, it just looked like the bottom. And if anything, I thought her nostrils looked bigger yeah, than before. Agreed. Well, and that's what you get when you get like – because it picks yeah, it up and they're more prominent up, when, yeah. than when they were pointed down. Um, I think that it looked worse. It looked better from the front and worse from the side. Yeah, kind of – I think we had talked about it after the last podcast yeah. uh, offline, but kind of almost looked a little like piggy yeah. in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you get the right angles, it looks pretty good, but then there's – it's not consistent Then there's other looking. angles. <laughs> then there's other angles. Yeah, exactly. then there's other angles and you're like, is this the same nose? Like, what? Okay. Yeah, yeah. so she says she's doesn't know how she feels about it yet because – the swelling does have to go down, so it doesn't mm – -hmm. it's not – hasn't taken its final form yet. And, um, you know, and it's – and it's new. So she has to get used to seeing it in the mirror and stuff yeah. before she can yeah. really judge, right? Um, so Melissa thanks Louie for his patience in dealing with how bitchy she was during the recovery and also for him following through on pretty much every promise he made since he got out, right? It's only mm -hmm. been about a year and he's delivered on everything. She seemed pretty – 
pretty convinced when he got out that he was never leaving Georgia, for instance, right? Yeah. So um, Louis credits her pushing him and lighting a fire under his ass to make that all happen. Um, so I guess they're okay. I guess they work together well. So he says that he wants to take the next step and then reaches for something. So, you know, that's definitely meant to imply, oh, is this going to be a ring and all mm. that stuff. But instead of a ring, it's a message in a bottle, which Louis might not be the sharpest tool in the shed because it's harder to – you can get a message in, getting it back <laughs> out, a little yeah. harder. So he does violent, some violent shaking of the of the bottle and gets the message out. And it's more or less a love note that says something like, I'll make you my wife very soon. Mm-hmm. So he says it's the closest thing he can do to giving her a ring now because he knows he can't like just go out and buy a crappy, tiny, like not good ring. She wants a good ring. So she's not going to settle for that. So she's like, yeah, I mean, plus we need to have time for me to get my boob job, which is news to him. But she obviously can't have no boobs in her wedding dress, she says, obviously. <laughs> uh so they're not going to talk that out right now. They have slightly different time frames about when this is all going to happen now. Uh, she says six months and he goes more like – I was thinking like a year. So I don't know if that's going to be a big a big to-do. But I mean I think – I don't know. So this is another one where, where we had some drama with the families and stuff going on. But I feel like now that mom's out of the way, it, it all just kind of settles down. Yeah, I do think it really helps that there's more distance. And I think like not even just the distance, but Louis has been kind of putting his foot down a lot with his mom, you know, and like Mm -hmm. being very defensive of Melissa. And I think that has really like setting those boundaries, I think, has really helped um, the overall the three of their relationships. Yes. Yeah. No, and it it does because she's like we talked about mom. She's always in that tough situation where she, it's that transition. That's a tough transition from when your kids go to be teenagers and they're in your house and they're eating all your food, and then you know, and they're seventeen, and then four or five years later, like they don't even depend on you at all, right? Yeah. And that's the idea. That's what you want, right? You want them to be out there on their own, doing their own. But there's that transition, and she didn't get that. She just got. He went to jail. And I wanted to make that transition when he's 42 and it's right. like, yeah, we need to readjust our, our expectations here. <laughs> so yeah. Get yeah. that thing you can get. Well, uh, let's move on to uh, another couple who, you know, the wedding thing, maybe it was in their future and then, <laughs> yeah, probably not yeah. now, uh, is Lindsay and Blaine. So Lindsay and Blaine are arguing and Blaine drops the bombshell that Lindsay ran off with a married man. And so he had screamed that at the end of last episode. And you're just like, what? And uh, Lindsay tells producers that she doesn't know what in the world he's talking about. He just made that up. And he's really just fishing for some kind of information. So Blaine then gets in her face and asks why he's been sticking around. And Lindsay yells because she loves him and she's been trying to fix his messes. Blaine wonders how he knows she is actually trying to help. He cusses at her and then leaves. He starts packing up his stuff and thinks that she's a lying, manipulative, narcissist, con artist, and it keeps going. There are a lot of things that he There are a lot of adjectives said. there. Yeah, yeah exactly. but a lot of them are synonyms, so I think I highlighted <laughs> the main points. <laughs> a lying, dishonest, untruthful. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> uh, so Blaine thinks he deserves to be with someone who respects him and loves him. When he thinks about it, he says he's had all that he can take. He then, you know, dramatically takes the four-wheeler and drives off. Lindsay feels worn down because she loves him and doesn't know what to do. 
In our wrap-up, we find that Lindsay's charges are still pending, and she is currently living with Miley, trying to build that relationship, and Blaine is living with his friend and his son, and Lindsay and him have not talked since the night of that fight. All right, so it's really interesting how we saw Blaine kind of change, I guess, through the season. And, you know, it's their relationship changed. But I want to say that Lindsay is Lindsay. Like, I, I don't... Yeah. You, you know, there's nothing surprising of her behavior during any no. of these fights. But for Blaine, I don't know. I I feel like we went from Blaine being this, like, Jesus man, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, turned his life around, seems to be, like you know, doing really well with his sobriety, trying to step up as a father. Uh, You kind of feel sorry for him because you think, like, Lindsay's really hard on him and maybe not appreciative of the things that he does do. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, like, the last couple episodes, you're like, is this the same person? What's going on? Yeah, I agree. He's like, I thought these episodes in particular, these last couple times, he's just been – he just – Reminds me of an angry 15-year-old. Yeah. Like he's extremely immature with the way he's handling whatever frustrations are coming out. Mm -hmm. He's – and that's just like he's ranting stuff that doesn't make any sense. Right. Right? Yeah. He keeps like not – I'm not saying he would hit her or anything, but he keeps acting like he might. Yeah, right? like getting in her face, like yeah. scary face where I'm like, yeah. we have like not seen this side of it. popping out of his neck, yeah. like things. But when he gets that, it's just like – nonsense that he's that he's spouting about like yeah we had no he and i assumed if he had anything behind i kind of believe Lindsay because if he had anything behind the you went off behind me with a married man mm-hmm. he'd have like a name or like <laughs> or more information yes <laughs> like right? timeline wise um <laughs> right. when did this happen yeah and so i i kind of am with her i'm like i don't know what it is and the thing is is like Lindsay is always Lindsay, right yeah but this season has been the mildest Lindsay we've seen. Oh, sure. Right? There's no there's no there's no etching things into into desks. Like right. she really hasn't like screamed or or drove away. I'm trying to think remember what she did with Deontay was down there that wasn't wasn't so bad. But like, you know, cheated on him. Like she cheated yeah. on Deontay, right? So yeah. let's go with that. Um so but she's still her. Like she's still self-centered. She still only sees what what she's doing and doesn't really right. appreciate she's kinda, what other yeah, people are doing. Self-serving as well as For self-centered. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's like it is a little it is a little much on Blaine because it's like, well, you you're the one who knew her, you were friends with her and knew her for a long right. time before we got in a relationship. So you yeah. knew this. Like we knew this. How did you not know this? Right, right. Uh, the other thing is I really and especially after, you know, him coming out with like his uh, marijuana card, it made me wonder a little bit like, yeah, you know, sure. can you really consider yourself sober if you're like doing marijuana? You know, it's like, I don't know. I, I know some people don't really think of it as a drug almost, you know, and they don't really think of it as like you're under the influence. And it's just like marijuana kind of has this different like perspective like people think oh the hard drugs that's what you should be concerned about as a former addict you know and and to be fair like most of the gateway drug stuff that we were told we were kids is pretty much nonsense like there's nothing that says like people who try marijuana are more likely to try harder drugs but clearly the people who are willing to try harder drugs will also try marijuana right it's not like 
right? It's so it's it's not a if you do this, next thing you know, you'll be smoking crack. Like, that's <laughs> God, not how it yeah. works, right? Yeah, but I think also like the reason why I bring that up is because you know, like he was very I don't want to say focused, but like very proud of his sobriety when we first saw him. You know, and that right. was some of his testimony that he gave like in church, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of like you know people who are kind of hardcore about their sobriety, they consider a drink, like not even getting drunk, right? As like, they're not sober. And so, you know, so it's kind of like, can it be the same thing? So I wonder if Blaine is like, you know, for whatever reason, I know he's been depressed, but it's just like, is he struggling with sobriety? Is this the reason why Mm -hmm. we are seeing a different side of him? Yeah. Oh, no, definitely one of the same thing. And he's not the only one I wondered that about this episode. Um, because, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I didn't mean to say that marijuana was – I mean, it's still a mind-altering substance, right? Sure. That, that's was what it is. Yeah. And if you're an addict, I understand that, you know, some people take the view that, no, all mind-altering substances are right. off the table forever. Yeah. Right? And, and Or else it doesn't count or it doesn't, you know, meet my sobriety. But I think it is a case-by-case because, yeah, I totally know former addicts that are like, will not have a drink mm-hmm. at all. Like, sure. Not even like a beer with dinner, right? No, absolutely not. And other ones who are like, oh, well, I can have a, I can have a glass of wine with dinner. That's fine. Like, mm-hmm. but it's, it's different for different people, I think. But yeah, I, I, I definitely was like, anytime, I, anytime I, you see drastic personality changes like that, yeah. it's definitely always in the back, back of your mind. Yeah. All right, so let's talk. I want to save the other, the other crazy one for the end. So we'll talk Joy and Red. <laughs> So uh, we start off with Joy and Red with a reminder about what happened last time. So remember, Red had confessed to cheating on Joy with his bestie, Julie. And I think we knew this or didn't know it. It was literally in the same hotel that they were staying oh, in. Oh, yeah. So it was oh, like, yeah. Well, no, I don't think we knew that exactly because the shot we got was like literally on the other side of the hotel. Yeah, they like pulled and out and I pulled around the back, I guess. Yeah. To go back. So I don't know. That was weird. Yeah. So anyway, Joy is crying as as she does. Well, this time justifiably, I would right. give it. So, <laughs> and Red is saying he's sorry and uh, just I didn't even want to do it. And it's like, well, then don't do it. I'm very confused. <laughs> uh, Joy, has, but Joy has nothing to worry about anymore because Julie cut him off. And she's yeah. like, wait, she blocked you. That doesn't help. That that doesn't make me feel better. Right. So anyway, on top of the cheating, his, that means he, he's been lying to her about this about this this whole time. And so all the trust is gone because not only did he kind of like not talk about what he did during those hours, he literally lied about it. Like he was like, yeah. I was with my boys. We were hanging out with the bros, right? Um, so all the trust, all gone. Not that there was much trust there in the first no. place. Um, so Joy suspects that this was a revenge thing, um, you know, for her cheating on him when he was in prison. Uh, but Red insists that it was not. It was just a heat of the moment thing. Um, and I don't know what's worse, to be honest. <laughs> you just go with the revenge thing because it seems like well, if you go with the revenge back. thing, then it makes it seem like it was a one-time thing. More like it was a one-time thing. He was right. just like, we just got caught up in the heat of the moment. Well, there might be other moments. Yes, that's what I'm right? saying. Like, it's bad for him that he went that route. Like, yes. I would have just gone with the, oh, yeah, revenge. Because then it's like, Revenge him. Now we're done with that. Exactly. Hands, yeah. And right. I feel like an eye for an eye kind of thing. So it's like, you can't well, get he's mad. Got, well, then he's got two more then. He's got two more walked <laughs> in because yeah. she cheated on him three times. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so anyway, 
Um, it was so heat of the moment that she asked him and he didn't even use a condom. So oh, now God. she's like, well, you better call this bitch and find out if she's pregnant. So um, uh, but anyway, so he's like, I can't do that because she blocked me. Uh, I I would be on his side. I'm sure if she's pregnant, he would definitely get a phone call. Hmm. May, I don't know. Maybe because didn't we find out she's in prison? Yeah. Yes. Whatever. She wants that money. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I think uh, you're limited <laughs> to figuring things out if you're in prison. Yeah, not if you put somebody's out of somebody's names on that birth certificate. Okay. Anyway, so she, uh, Joy also suspects that he hooked up with someone this last time he just went to Missouri. So she cries again and tells him he should get a hotel for the night because he, you know, says he didn't. As far as we know, that's true. But again, no trust. Yeah. So she has mixed feelings because she doesn't want to deal with any of this anymore, but she still says she loves him. And um, then he like leaves and she won't even look at him when she walk, when he walks out the door. So as he leaves, Red suspects that this might be it. I mean, I might not get to see Sway anymore. So then we see Joy a little bit later uh, trying to cleanse the house of all of Red's stuff, like his do-rags and everything that's all over the place. Um <laughs> When uh, Crystal, her cousin Crystal and sister Sushana come over. So she tells them that Red cheated on her in the same hotel they're staying at. And they're like, yeah, scans. <laughs> like they, <laughs> not at all surprised. Uh, but she tells them that he is back in Missouri and this really, and they're done. So she's looking for uh, their help in packing his stuff into boxes so she can ship it all back to him. So Joy says that she asked Sway what he thought about it. And he was so excited Red left that he was jumping up and down in the bed. <laughs> Like, I should tell you everything. <laughs> right? Uh, so it doesn't seem like Red's going to be able to snake his way back in that way at least. So then we jump to St. Louis and Red, who is calling places and trying to get a job. He says it's been a whole three days since they've broken up and things are hard. He's getting rejected from jobs in a, in a warehouse because of his criminal background. And he also realizes that he was taking joy for granted this whole time. So he calls this whole thing – uh, Joyce says it's a lesson learned and then writes him a passive aggressive thank you note to put in with the stuff. And he's like, thank you for destroying my family. Thank you for teaching me lessons. That's bad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she now she says, well, all that effort I was putting towards Red, I probably should have been putting towards myself. So I'm never going to date an inmate again. Back with Red, we learned that, you know, after three days, he's in a relationship with someone and it isn't really super serious or anything, but – um, they're at least doing something because we literally see him get a booty call on camera <laughs> and then yeah. leave to go. So it's like, I mean, it just seems to me, this is what he wanted to do. Why is he pretending with all the joy stuff? I, do, I have no idea. I, do, I don't understand like this mentality. Right. And like, we'll get to Quaylen next. Cause he's kind of the same thing. It's like, I don't understand the guys that get out of prison think they need to have an instant family. And then it's like they don't really want to have an instant family. No. Right. But they yeah. kind of feel like, oh, well, I'm 30 or, I, you know, and that's right. what happens when you're 30. You're supposed to have a family. Yeah, I, I guess they wouldn't be on the show if they were the other way because the show is about relationships. Right. But right. I imagine a lot of guys would get released from prison at 30 and you're like, I got 10 years to make up for. Where are all the booties at? Let's yeah. go. Right. Yeah. And. I do understand that. Like, it's not necessarily what I would do, but I – at least you're not lying to everybody about it. Like, because it, it, to think that and do it do it to think you're going to be the instant family but go out and do the other thing too, that's, that's the part that, that that's the problem. That's the part yeah. that's morally kept getting me. 
Yeah, uh, it doesn't make any sense, um, especially because it makes me wonder how much of a father figure he was really being yeah. towards Sway. If Sway's like, see ya, bye, like, I don't me care, and Mom let's again. celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you kind of wonder a little bit, like, it doesn't sound like they had that good of a relationship, but here he is, like, trying to make it seem like, oh, I'm never going to see my son again. It's like, for one, that's not really truly your son. For right. two, that kid does not want anything to do with you. Yeah. I mean, it. it it's the, – the, the crazy thing is I know that's kind of the way this has to work. But mm-hmm. like even if that kid's been talking to you on Skype for a long time, yeah. like it is tough on a any kid, right? Teenager mm-hmm. on down just be like, ah, here's this dude that's living with us now. Like, yeah. oof, that's, that's tough. Right. Like that is not a comfortable situation for any kid, right? They need – and I'm not saying, you know, this isn't a step-parent thing. There's Step-parents are fine, but there's usually a a long period of this person is somebody your your mom is seeing and they're around a little bit gradually not, they got more out of prison all the time. And they moved in. Yeah, not they're in the bed with in the bedroom with mom right now and I can't even go there and especially I I think for a lot of the kids that's my spot, man. Like yeah. I used to get out and I used to get out of bed when I get out of bed and I had a bad dream, I go lay next to mom and now this dude is there right so another kind of similar ish situation we have is chevelle and quaylen and for the same reason like myela you know and she's struggling i think to completely accept quaylen as a potential dad but chevelle and quaylen are meeting with sonia myela's dad's mother uh sonia reached out to chevelle wanting to be more involved in myela's life while they're waiting, Chevelle tells Quaylen that the idea of adoption is kind of scaring Myela. Chevelle wants to put Myela's feelings first over Quaylen's. Sonia shows up and has a joyous reunion with Myela. Sonia says she wanted to be in her life uh, before. She says that she's tried calling and, you know, her calls just seem to go unanswered. Sonia gives Myela a bracelet as she sheds a couple of tears. Quaylen then runs off with Myela and Sonia says that Myela is her lineage and she's worried. Chevelle says that Quaylen has been there for her. Sonia insists that her dad, Myela's dad, loves Myela. Chevelle says that he's not acting like a father. Sonia immediately gets fiery mm-hmm. and says that Myela was in Kansas City for two and a half weeks in the summertime. So what do you mean? Chevelle says that there needs to be accountability, consistency and stability. And Sonia says that she doesn't know how to compromise. Uh, Chevelle says that she's tired of the back and forth and has thought about, you know, having Quaylen adopt Myela. And so Sonia is just noping that idea. Sonia says that they are not absent and thinks that the adoption severs their relationship with Myela. Sonia says that Quaylen is only there because he's with Chevelle. Sonia calms down and says that, okay, she loves all of them and she wants the best for them both. Sonia then asks to talk to Quaylen. Things start off cordial and Sonia wants to know how Quaylen will work with her son to be a father. Quaylen says he's not trying to keep Myela from him and has tried to reach out and meet up. Quaylen says Chevelle was always up front that they were a package deal and he loves both of them. In our update, it says that they are still planning their wedding, although the adoption is on hold. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know. Do you think this is a case? And I feel like, and I know you don't have as involved parents as I can <laughs> at times have, but is this like a situation where Sonia is kind of like, my son is going to do this or like, these are his intentions, but then those really aren't. Or do you think that he really is trying and, you know, Chevelle isn't being <sighs> really receptive to it? Yeah, this is a hard one to this is a hard one to gauge um, because I can see I could see it being both ways, mm-hmm. right? I could see Chevelle not want she's sick of this dude. She he, she thought thinks it's a piece of shit, right? She's gonna so anything he does is never going to be good enough, or anything he tries is she going to reject the things and be like, yeah, that's bullshit. You're just trying to do that now because man, nah, 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 that's not good enough, right? Yeah, I could see her doing that, mm-hmm. right? But I could also see his mom being like, nah, I'm going to step up for my son because. I know he can do better and I know right. he's going to do better, right? Yeah. And not only do, does uh, I need to do better, but if there's this adoption thing on the table, if he doesn't do better, mm-hmm. I lose this kid. Yeah. I, I never get to see my gra- – I'm, like, I'm going to lose my grandkid and never get to see her. Um, and so it's like imperative for her and her mental state that he be a good dad, right? Yeah. And I don't know. But he, I mean she trusted him enough to stay there for two weeks. Uh, yeah. But I mean if that's like – I could also see if you're Chevelle, it's like, yeah, he stayed there for two weeks after I bug you for months and months and months about doing it. And right. like, you know, and then when she was there, she only watched – she only sat in the couch and watched Bluey for two weeks. What are you talking about? You didn't right. do anything with it. I don't, I don't know how this works, right? Yeah. There's I a mean, lot of I, missing pieces. I've had experience with parents, a mom specifically that I'm thinking of, telling me her son never turned in homework and then like – would say, oh, he's going to turn in his homework. You know, I'm going to have him turn in his homework every day. Uh, yeah, Kids I've still never nope. turned in his homework. And it's like, you have all good intentions for your son, but you can't force someone to do stuff. You can't. I mean, and, and, and yeah, I, I see it all the time. And I've seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like parents are like, oh, I'm going to make sure. And I was like, I'm just like, yeah, okay, uh-huh, well. Right. <laughs> and I, mean, I kind of I'm feel like gonna, that's Sonya's uh, mentally, situation. Mentally, you know, out, outwardly, I'm like, Okay, well, that's great. And but in, in inside, I'm like, yeah, not, right. That's yeah. not gonna happen. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's Sonia's deal, though, right? It's like she's like, oh, he's gonna try, yes. he's gonna step up. Oh, I agree. Up, definitely, you know? definitely had vibes of the parents of the kid who's just gonna do better. I know yeah. he can, I know he's gonna. It's just, you know, excuse, excuse, excuse. But now this is it. He's, he, he's got it turned around, he's got it in hand. Yeah. Um, but okay, it, so. Now that the season is over, we can talk spoiler, right? Right, sure. Okay, Quaylon's in prison. Uh, He was (laughs) caught cheating in a hotel, like, on his birthday. That's, like, when he got arrested is because there was a domestic dispute between him and some other woman he was sharing a hotel room with. Um, So, they're not getting married, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I wonder if this happened after – I guess they still could have put the package together, right? Um, oh, but, yeah. yeah. Okay, because no, this incident happened – There's no way getting married. Yeah, this incident happened months ago. Like I want to say it happened like in December. At least that's when it was, you know, posted by Starcasm. And so it's like they could have 100% put this like, oh, he was in prison again. But I don't know. They just wanted to have this like narrative like oh, – I don't know. Their update could be true. They could still be planning their wedding. The adoption yeah, is on hold. I it's like, well, yeah, those be, things are true. They could have, still be true if he's in prison. I feel like they would have 
that would have come up in their right. in their thing because you said it was months ago. Well, we're yeah. going to get to the other one. The other person that's been rearrested um, yeah. is Chance, and they said that one. Yeah. Right. That was on the thing. So right. So I don't know why they're trying to protect Quaylen's like angel image here. Right. I mean, because unless they unless they plan on having them back on the show um, already, which I didn't think they would. I thought they were kind of no. boring, honestly. Yeah. Well, I w- especially considering their first season that they were on. It's yeah. like this was definitely the Quaylen redemption story, right? Yeah. Where it was sure. like a little too good to be true. And then we find out it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, uh, yeah, they, they can't still be getting married. I can't no, imagine. I like, can't imagine. It was, che- it was infidelity the first time. It's just, I don't, I just don't know how, I don't know. I don't know. How yeah. Why do, do you keep on committing these people if you don't actually want to be committed? Like, it's all good and fine if you want to run around and like do whatever, but don't, don't right. be pretending like you're committing I mean, to a single mom and her daughter. Unless you're just a callous psychopath who yeah, really does not yeah. give a crap about this person. What I'd right. like is I'd like there to be. You know, kind of like, I don't care if I lose this relationship or not. So I'm going to hang on to it, stay in it, cheat as much as I want. And if it stays around and I can hang around and have a house to live in, great. Fantastic. Uh, right? Yeah. But you have to you have to be okay with like, I don't give a shit about this person and what happens to them or how, how I make them feel. That doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. So now the big one, speaking of cheating and uh, all the things. So let's talk. <laughs> Taylor and Chance. Oh, God. So, um, oh, so we see that Chance, he's like alone by like these railroad tracks or uh, 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 some sort of warehouse or something. And, um, uh, and he's talking to himself. He's like feeling bad about himself and his own choices. So his new plan he's developing in his head is to go back to Taylor and come clean about everything. And if she rejects him, then he'll just walk away for good. Now, Keep in mind, he already proposed this last week and she said no, right? So I don't know why this is his plan. So at the same time, we see Taylor taking all of the shared memories off the wall because she won't be able to heal with all these memories around. So meanwhile, we get chances at a gas station now and it's unfair how – he, he, he finally got the opportunity to provide for my family and then my family just disappears like that. Mm-hmm. How is that fair? That is all shit. It's like, don't, do you have the means uh, to like, provide for your family? don't know what opportunities he's talking about. No. Like he's making this up completely. Yeah. Um, so evidently, uh, he has really lost the family because uh, Taylor is changing the combination on the front door locks as well. So Chance tells us that Tell us this was he just said a bunch of ridiculous things. Oh, and I yeah. think this was the most um before Taylor gets there at least, that he just doesn't Taylor doesn't understand that, you know, it, it hurts him too, because when he hurts her and keeps secrets from oh, her, it really God. eats at him inside and it hurts him. So oh, he's suffering God. just as much. He, he's such an idiot. I was like, wow. <laughs> this is how you really think? No. There's it is no how way. he really thinks though. Nothing else, everything is Everything for me is worse. That's all he thinks all the time. So anyway, I guess things aren't totally wrapped up because for some reason, Taylor agrees to meet him. I'm assuming production reasons. Yeah. In a random gazebo at a park in the dark. um, And he's going to come clean. So she didn't bring a coat. He gets her one. And then he uses the opportunity when he's like putting the coat in her to steal a hug because fucking asshole. Um, Jeez. So she tells him that she's there because – she he needs to be honest about everything, so he says, "I intend to be honest, just, uh, 
because despite everything he everything despite everything chance has done he's still the best thing that ever happened to you oh, like you God, don't get no. to tell other people that you are the best thing that happened to them wow what is wrong with you so anyway she says well he could have just like been there and done that then like and uh you could have been but you aren't because you're an asshole but um <laughs> he gets all upset and she's like well, you just he's just like you're just excuse me you don't think i could change and she's like, doesn't matter if you change at this point, dude. Like, I already, <laughs> you already did all this stuff. It doesn't matter. It's the bridge is crossed. Um, so anyway, he basically then says, well, is it whose fault is it really? Because you just made me do everything I ever did wrong. Oh my god! Like, like, like she manifested it because she was suspicious that made him like do all the things. It's like so he, dumb. she spoke his behavior into existence. But then uh, she goes off on, on the things she actually did. Like the reasons I was suspicious is because you were doing suspicious things. <laughs> so he insists that all he ever wanted to do was just the family stuff. You know, have dinner, watch movies on the couch, you know, just do family stuff. You wouldn't let that happen. So then he starts coming clean and the coming clean starts with, all right, so I cheated on you. God. So then he tells her that he only did it because he was convinced she was cheating on her because all of his friends told him that the only people who accuse people of cheating are cheating themselves. Um, I feel like there's a second category and that's people who are being cheated on constantly <laughs> confuse you of cheating. Um, so anyway, he talked about like how one time they had a big fight and he left and he went to a bar where – I'm not sure how, but some woman just walked up and propositioned sex out of nowhere. So I was like, how much did she charge then? Because that's what it is. Then he is like, and so, you know, I cheated with her. And then goes into graphic detail with exactly what they how they did it, oh, like gosh. positions and everything. Like, and there's a lot of yelling and cussing and ring throwing and chance just lying. He's just still lying to everybody. So out everything. So Taylor says that she never cheated and repeatedly and Chance just doesn't buy it. Oh, no. Yes, you were. <laughs> because one time he found an old email between her and an ex, which did come up a few seasons ago. Yeah. But we said that came up a few seasons ago and it's still the one incident he's had right. <laughs> because anything. But things calm down and Taylor asks, well, how many people have you slept with? And he was like, I don't know, like maybe five, which is <laughs> – I guess we assume is that we are we using like the rule of three. So was it really two or really eight or something? Yeah, so, probably. And then like how many of them were men? And that was one. And then we get an explanation on that. So he says, I don't sleep <laughs> with guys, but I was hanging out with my gay friend and we were drunk and it happened. And then he all the detail he went in with the other girl where it was like I bent her over and blah 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 like cussing beep 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 beep. And I had a whole lot of detail with what happened with the with the with the with the with the guy. Uh, as much as uh, <laughs> it was super vague, it was like the opposite where you're like, yes. wait, so how exactly did this happen? <laughs> yes, he, he it, two things he wanted to make sure that you knew about the guy. He didn't get off, and he, he didn't wasn't get penetrated. penetrated. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> So that's other than that, what happened? It doesn't even it's just stuff, you know. It just happened. I, I don't so know. Just, I, if I was gay, I'd say it, you know. But like, <laughs> I don't care. But it's like how it's, does it's happen? it happen? Yeah. It's like, do you just like fall on someone? Like, you I know mean, what no. I'm saying? No, this is I mean, from what if I was making my my bets is they were drunk and yeah. his like he and his friend gave him a blowjob. Like okay. 
that's that's more that's probably what happened is what I think. All right. Like especially if this friend is like Taylor said the town hoe. But yeah. Uh, who probably who who may or may not get a kick out of like, you know, turning straight guys. So I can okay. see it happening. Yeah. Right. So anyway, um vague super vague on that. So but – and Taylor's like very confused because he keeps saying like – it wasn't like it was premeditated or anything. And she was like, I don't know. It sounds like every t- every incident you've described to me involves you going and giving somebody a sob story in an effort to get into their pants. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's not wrong. <laughs> uh, she's not wrong. So he insists he's not telling this to hurt her uh, even though he 100 percent is. Yeah. Um, but he just you know needs to clear the air for another chance. So if any pulls out that if she doesn't give him that chance, he's gone forever. So you better think really hard. And she thinks for about a half a second before she's like, <laughs> fuck off. So he's like, well, you got to be really. And there's more ranting fat. So he didn't even mean that when he said it. So then Taylor, you know, having this all been done, recounts the positive things that came from chance. Her son, Mason, learning about shitheads. <laughs> Maybe the uh, impetus to go to therapy. Like, and that's what we got. So then we did get the title card, the thing that we have known for a little while, that after all this happened and they broke up, uh, Chance tampered with a car outside of a bar with someone he was fighting. And he got arrested again. Is that on bail? So it doesn't seem good for him. No, it doesn't. And apparently he has kind of a, a other relationship now. Um, oh, yeah. With it, someone it, who was like a, you know, very young fan. Oh, yeah. He he broke up with Taylor, immediately opened them DMs and was like, yeah. you're hot. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Taylor, better off, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Very sure. Yeah. Very sure. He's oh, one of the worst. He's one of the worst. I feel like we've seen in the show. He's <laughs> awful. Yeah, he's pretty terrible. And it's so funny, too. I knew this would bite me in the ass. When we first met him, I was like, oh, he's got, like, good energy. I mean, he does. And that's why he that's why he managed to stick around for so long, right? Yeah, he's he, he kind does, of charming-ish. Yeah, he's got the charming. It's he makes you think, until you realize it's all Everything you yeah. say, everything he says is bullshit. Yeah. Like, and, and once we know what has happened, like him talking about, like, I just got all these opportunities. It's like. Do you? Is it a, is it a snowblower? Is is it the power washer? Right. Is it the limo? Which opportunity you talk? Which of these not opportunities are you talking about? Oh right? well, I think what did it for me was the crying and being like, she, I, I hurt because she hurts. It's like, but you're the one causing the hurt. It's like <laughs> just don't oh do my it. God. Just don't. But he, I mean. But that's who he is. I mean, he's yeah. just incapable of taking responsibility. He says he takes responsibility. No, he I took full responsibility for what I did. But you, because you were always accusing me of stuff, and it's like, so you didn't take – you just said you would take responsibility <laughs> and then accuse somebody else of doing it. So did you really take responsibility? No. It's always somebody else's fault. It's right. always her fault. And right. it's a common cheater thing to be like really mad that the other person suspects you of cheating and it's like they suspect you of cheating because you're doing a crappy job of covering up your cheating that's why you're they suspect you oh goodness all right so this was our season finale so we've got power rankings um i'm interested to see what your number one is uh so okay your power rankings but we'll go from 
most likable to least likable. Oh, gosh, right? yes. As always. Well, um, I mean, spoiler alert, our least likable is probably Chance, right? Yeah, yes, I it mean, is. come uh-huh. on now. Okay. So I we definitely buried the lead there. But number one, who's your most likable person this season? I said Louie. Me too. And that's okay. what we said. I, I kind of forgot to put Melissa in the power rankings originally because I was like, Louie. And then it's like, whatever with Melissa. She's somewhere in the middle for me. I literally, I did the same thing. I started yeah. Louie on top. Chance on the bottom and then filled in from there. Right. <laughs> I could have did the same thing too. I mean, because those were the obvious ones, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Louis is just, he's a likable guy. He seems pretty easygoing. He's dealt with someone who's constantly like just on him, you know, and doesn't always like treat him the most you know, the best. I mean, she's not like abusive or anything like that, but she could be kinder to him. She could be kinder. She could have a little more respect for him and his choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he seems like a nice guy and he's yeah. trying and he's and he's followed through with his promises. So, yeah, Louis number one. Mm-hmm. OK, how about your number two? So number two gets a little tricky oh, with Eris number two. OK, because I forgot she was on the show <laughs> yeah. and I can't remember anything she did wrong. So, okay, that seems fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eris was a little bit further down for me. And there was a, there was kind of a rhyme and reason to this. So I actually, my number two and number three certainly have something in common. And the thing that they have in common is that they finally wised up and booted their no good partner to the curb. So I went number two, Taylor, finally wising oh. up and, mm. you know, getting this guy out of here. Uh, yeah, I have Taylor lower. Um, mm-hmm. just, yeah, we'll talk about it when I get there. So my, yeah. um, that was your number two. Yeah. So I take it your number, your number three was the other, was a uh, joy. Then? Yes, it was. <laughs> and that's interesting too, because in terms of likability, I don't really like joy. This is yeah, someone that, no, that I would be so annoyed with. She's if lower I had for me to, because I just don't right, like her. I would yeah, never want to like be her. friends with yeah. this person and not because there's anything wrong with her. She seems really sweet. She just seems like annoying as hell. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also kind of hard to remember. Like where we started with this, right. right? Like we started with Red getting out, right? That yeah. was a long time ago. Like, yeah. A lot of stuff had happened since then. Yeah. Okay. Um, so how about your two and three? So my two was Eris. My three was Melissa because okay. she doesn't treat him bad. Like she could treat him with more respect. She could be nicer yeah. to him. But at the end of the day, like especially kind of moved up in the list at the end because she was like, did actually say like, oh, I do actually appreciate recognize, the things that you sure. did. I recognize that yeah. I've been a bitch sometimes and this has been tough and you've been like pulling through. So that like at least a recognition of where of where things are like gives me more hope that they can work through a positive resolution for things, you know? Yeah, I have a little bit further down for other reasons. But mm-hmm. uh, my next two, four and five, were the moms, right? So I had Eris as number four just because it's like, yeah, you gave birth. You dealt with <laughs> a lot. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I put them a little further. No, I did. Eris I already had. Yeah. Um, so four and then five is your other mom. Yep. Other mom, Justine. Also didn't do anything like terrible. She just gave birth. So give it up for the moms. Yeah, I give it up for the moms. I I can say I put the moms a little bit lower. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, So I put I put um, Cameron at four because, again, there's not really you had enough little low enough drama that you weren't on the show for very much. Yeah. Right. But the RV thing was stupid. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. And the weird like music video thing was kind right, of stupid right, too. Right. Yeah, yeah. So just stupid little things. At the end of the day, like, you know, it wasn't much drama. Yeah. Uh, so that, uh, that was your number five. Cameron? That was my number four. Was Cameron? Okay. Uh, five was Chevelle for putting the brakes on this adoption thing when it started yeah. to go like a little bit south. Like that, yeah. I listened to her daughter. You know, listened to how things were going. Um, that makes it that makes it a little bit better. Right. So my Chevelle was actually uh, Chevelle for me was actually my number six, and it was because I kind of grouped her together with the moms because she was being yeah. mama bear, and I super appreciate that she even said explicitly and through her actions demonstrated that she was putting her daughter's feelings before Quaylens. And how many times mm-hmm. have we seen the exact opposite? Mm-hmm. Well, we say yeah. we, they always say they will, and then when the kid yes, is like, but then they don't. No, yeah. they don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. So um, I appreciated that she was following through. Yeah, yeah. So, and then we get to number six, and that's where things get interesting because I had to decide <laughs> whether I'm just including things that were included on the edit of the show. Sure, sure. <laughs> so that is exactly that why later. for me, because uh, so my number six was Chevelle, so my number seven was Quaylen, because yeah. if it's just based on the show, it's kind of like Quaylen, like arguably was barely in the show. Uh, If anything, he was just shown trying to step up as a dad. And trying Uh, to stop the moms from being insane at each other, right? Right, right. Yeah. So so, who was your number six, Quaylen? Yeah, my number six was Quaylen. Yeah, yeah. 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 Who was your number seven? So my number seven is Brittany. Um, (laughs) Okay. Just, again, I don't know that they really did anything wrong. I don't know how much forward they moved, but... I don't know. The stupid bickering was annoying. And so I yeah. moved it down because of her stupid bickering. Sure. Uh, certainly the middle of my list is the more of a like, a, what did I like? Who did I like more? You know, uh, mm-hmm. rather than they actually did something wrong. Because my number eight was Cameron. Um, he's I like him. Cameron is the kind of dude that I would love to just hang out and like chill with. Right. Sure. He seems yes. like he's got a great that. sense of humor. Mm-hmm. He just seems like he's fun. Uh, but Cameron's definitely in the middle of my list because just, you know, trying. I, I appreciate that he's trying. He has his like steady, you know, telemarketing job, but he's got to let go of this dream if it's like putting their family in a RV as their home. <laughs> right. Yeah. And putting them in the poorhouse because, you know, he wants to have a booty shaking music video. Right, right. Yeah. 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 The dream, the dream, the dream is not great. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and then, so that, uh, that brings me to number eight. And I just had Key Rock, Brittany and Key Rock. I just put them together. Yeah. Um, and I just, Key Rock annoys me more than Brittany does. So he's a little bit lower. Oh, that's like, interesting. So, uh, Key Rock is my number nine. And that's because Brittany annoys me more than <laughs> Key Rock. But arguably, Brittany is a better person than Key Rock. I get that because, like, Key Rock definitely has to have his way. Yeah, um, and he has and that, this way, and yeah. he has this just this this style of talking, where yeah. even when he's in the wrong, he's going to be like, "Well, I'm better, and I know more than you do." So right. obviously, we're going to do it this way. I'm like, I just that that kind of uh, it, it it just something about his attitude that I can't put my finger on just just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, no, I I get that for sure. Uh, who was that? Your number nine was. I was my eight. My okay. nine was Justine. Okay. And yes, m- mom, good. I. And we'll talk about it more when we get farther down the list and get to Michael. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was in; she was part of the 
she was not innocent in this whole moving to Vegas on everybody thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was definitely more of Michael's sin than hers, but like mm-hmm. she part she was part of it and so she moves down for me. Like, yeah, she was I kind of put it was, more on Michael and I think that's why she he's was, farther I, down she for was me too. A, 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 they did it together as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. They were both on board with it. They both wanted to do it and Michael made it worse than it had to be, and which is why he's much lower. Um, but yeah, she still had part. Yeah, my number 10 was Melissa. Uh, I just kind of, she was an afterthought, to be honest. <laughs> just kind of yeah. threw her in the middle Stuck of the list. <laughs> I was like, all right, there you go. Um, yeah, I just, also to me, it's like, don't complain about the money that you want Louis to be having if you're like yeah. trying to just spend mm-hmm. your money on plastic surgery. Um, I think yeah. that's also why Sarah Speaking is further down people. on my list. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because it's just like, okay, you can have one or the other, you know? Yep, yeah. Uh, so my number 11 was Brittany. And that, and like I said, it's Brittany arguably is a better person than Rock, but she is so annoying. <laughs> she does. I mean, I was saying she's not annoying. So my 10 was Joy. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Yes, at the end, she did the right thing and kicked this guy to the curb. Yeah. However, at the be- for beginning, she kept him through things she should not have kept him through. Oh God, like, I know, right? Like, it was pretty obvious that he cheated on her but at the at, already. And then she was like, she had left. She had yes. left yep. and came back for him. Yeah. Like, so I kind of wonder dumb. if it's like for the money at that point, you know? Because you're like, you're only going to get a couple thousand for being on this show. And maybe you get cut because you're not on longer. Maybe. You know? I don't, and then, I don't and know. And like some of them just are in such, like, it seems like they're in such a bad place, like financially, that I could see them doing that. Like Sean and Sarah, right? That, 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 the, that the, the, you know, the 8000 or $10,000 right. you get makes a really yeah. big difference. Yeah. All right. Uh, that was your number 10. Who was your number 11? That was 10. My number 11 was Sarah um, okay. for kind of what th- those reasons you just said. Like mm-hmm. she's not innocent in their financial problems. Yeah. Like she's not. Like she just had two major pl- major surgeries sure. and now was going around being like, you're spending all the money on the truck. It's like, come on. Like yeah. – and she wants more and she and, – and, 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 and just the way she talks about the surgeries will like she talks about her boob job and her tummy tuck as if it was – a a, a, a a you know heart bypass surgery right like like if somebody gets a heart bypass surgery and their medical bills they need to, like you didn't need that to live man but she's just like well yeah. obviously I had to have that did you want me to just feel bad about my body forever and it's like oh come on like that was the guilt trip with that mm-hmm. at the same time of of yelling at him all the time for the financial troubles definitely rubbed me the wrong way yeah yeah definitely uh, my number twelve was Lindsay. So, I mean, Lindsay is not a great person, but at Mm -hmm. the same time, and we kind of talked about this when we discussed them, like, we know who she is. Like, nothing she did was super terrible Mm -hmm. uh, this season. I mean, the only thing that I would arguably say was kind of terrible was the whole, like, narking on Blaine and then, like... You know, kind of being like, well, I guess this means we can't live together. And it was like that was all very calculated because Lindsay seems like a manipulative person. Right. Oh, yeah. She definitely is. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of. But at the same time, this isn't new news. We knew she was like that. Yeah. We've she's been like that since the first time we saw her. Yeah. With with Scott. Like it's it's all. Yeah. 
it's all this part and parcel for sure. Yeah. So Lindsay was number 13 for me, which is okay. close. My number 12 was Taylor. And it's the same kind of thing. It's like, yes, you finally kicked this guy to the curb. Mm-hmm. However, you still put up with him all season. Yeah. And, and especially that scene where the daughters were like, oh, his chance with his boyfriend. And she was like, oh, ha, 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 you just hear so much. I'm like, that is <laughs> not the reaction I want the mom to have. Like, right. what are you doing to these kids? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my number 13 was Blaine. Um, I mean, Blaine, I don't know. I feel like it was more implied of things that we didn't see yeah. that kind of made him further down for me. Yeah. Oh, no. I have Blaine a little bit lower still um, mm-hmm. that it was like, yeah, for for definite reasons. And, and, and honestly, it is the last couple of episodes that really sent him back tumbling down the list for sure yeah definitely all right uh where are we for you i i did up to 13 so i'm on 14 so i'm on 14 14 for me with sarah okay for the same reasons we were talking about like don't get on sean about being bad with money and then insisting that you want to spend all this money on your own plastic surgery Mm-hmm. Especially when you're in a situation as serious as theirs, right? Right. When you're in a, situ- you're in a situation where you're literally living on a in a camper. RV. You're living in right. a camper. Yeah. Like but we need to prioritize boobs. better. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, my 14 was Michael. Um, the nonsense. Just nonsense. The stupid. When we talked about Cameron chasing this pipe dream. Mm-hmm. He's chasing this pipe dream and moving yep. his family across the country and leaving some of his family behind. Even though we're supposed to feel good. Oh, Melody's going to come. He's still yeah. got two kids back in Rhode Island. Right. That he's leaving. Like, what? after all of his dream and I need to move to Vegas and just constantly putting his dream as his and justifying chasing his dream because it's going to help his family right. instead of just getting a job. Like everybody else, like who's got a family to support, like that that definitely rubs me the wrong way. It rubs me very raw. Yeah. Okay. So my bottom four, the thing that they all have in common is that they're all liars. Okay. And yeah. the different yeah. varying degrees of lying. So Sean was my number 15. Uh, mm-hmm. because he lied about his money situation. Yeah. Right? And I have Sean in the same place for the same reason. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, you're going to lie about your money situation. Yeah, that's not good. Um, I don't know if telling the truth about his money situation would have really changed their situation. It just right. is. And so to me, that's the less offensive lie because by him like hiding it it's really just so he and he's like you know conflict avoidant. he just doesn't want to get he just doesn't want to get, get in trouble yeah. right and so mm-hmm. it's kind of like yeah but the kind of trouble you would get in is like she would yell at you or be mm-hmm. mad right so that's like i don't i don't want to say that's not that big of a deal but it's like the other ones are worse <laughs> yeah. fair enough yeah so that's yeah. i had sean at 15 as well okay um so 16, I had Michael because what he lied about was moving to Vegas to the point where everybody is making all these preparations, including losing the doctor and their mm. planned C-section. And everybody is packed up, 
ready to go. Um, you know, Kylie's like, you know, already excited about moving to college and all of a sudden everything is on hold and I don't know why he lied about that. And it's like, everybody's just going about their business and it's like, you have disrupted their lives because you couldn't tell the truth. Yeah, that it wasn't a done deal yet. I mean, it's just, yeah. uh, he's just, he's such a manifester, right? Mm. And I don't, I don't understand how people can live like that. Right. He's right. just like, it'll be fine. It'll work out. Yeah. Like, it'll be fine. Like, it, it, it's going to happen because I want it to. And it's like, it's not. It's not going to happen just because you want it to. <laughs> so my sixth team was Blaine. And it was because he seemed violently angry. Yes. And violently screaming. Yeah. Uh, for the last couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. That was messed scary. up. And yep. scary. And he chucked the plate at the wall and stuff. And like, yeah. just. And, and to back all that up with just the most juvenile like asinine way of thinking about the situation. Like it was it because because if I was sitting in Lindsay's shoes, right? The four-wheeler mm. thing, right? <laughs> yeah. I would be pissed. About, I'm trying to get what do I need? Uh, $20,000. I need $20,000 to keep myself out of jail. And you just drop a thousand on a four wheeler because it was a good deal. And I want to buy something for my son. Like what the hell? And it was for me too. And you're just like, no, but I don't want that. I want to stay out of jail. And you're buying four wheelers. Like what the, uh, so, and, and then he got violently defensive about that. And it's like, no, it was, I, I, it was, Tough to watch. It just infuriated me. Yeah. Okay. So our bottom two are the same. Yeah, they're the same. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think they really are the same. So <laughs> no, I they're the same. Yeah. Red is seventeen, and we already said that Chance yeah. was our eighteen. And so once again, you know, my bottom four liars, uh, liars and cheaters in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, Red lied about cheating, which he knew would be a deal breaker. But then Chance lied about everything, money. Yes. Uh, you know, his oh, opportunities he doesn't lie. He doesn't, that don't He exist. doesn't tell the truth about everything. Right. Like, I definitely, yeah. his story, like, come on. We've seen Chance, right? Yeah. You've seen Chance. You're going to go into a bar as a, 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 a middle-aged, you know, crappy looking guy who hasn't yeah. shaved and go in there and come up all disheveled, crying about something. And just some woman's going to just walk up to you and be like, hey, hot stuff. Like, tell me, don't you want to go back to my place and have sex? Like, that doesn't happen. You tried. You put effort into that, man. Yeah. There's a little <laughs> like, bit of back and forth. I mean, maybe yeah. it's not that much effort, but there's some effort. There was some effort that you put into that. Yes. Like, yeah. And then Red is just like, the most infuriating thing about Red is he is, we knew he lied about it. We knew he did it the whole time, but we saw him the mm. whole time not lying about it to the producers. Yeah. Right. So he knew it was going to come out and knew it was wrong the whole time. Right. And was like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. I know it was wrong, but I wanted to. So I did. And then later was like, I guess I wish I wouldn't have done that. It was like, well, go talk to, to you know, to a month ago, Red, because he was singing a different tune, right? Right, right. And it's almost like I would rather if he was like, yeah, you know, I did what I wanted to do and it cost me. I would have more respect for him than being like, oh, man, I'm really upset I did that. And it's like, everybody told you not to do it. Right. Everybody was like, are you sure you did that? You're just going to say it like that? Like, just infuriating. Like, yeah. watching him knowingly, knowing him, knowingly, like, point the gun at his foot and be like, it's going to hurt like a hell when I shoot this. Bang. Oh, why did I shoot myself in the foot? Like, <laughs> dumbass. Stupid. All right. Do you have a life lesson for this group? I mean, um, hey, oh, I had one. Then I forgot what it was. So I know it was about chance. Oh, like 
you can't forgive you can't be asking for forgiveness for somebody and also accusing them of things at the same time <laughs> oh so true <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Mine is really like for the bottom four. It's like, well, I should say for the top four that left the bottom four, you know, it's well, I guess Sarah didn't leave Sean. But it's like when your partner lies like and they've all caught their guy in a smaller lie before the big lie comes out. Right. Sure. Mm -hmm. Like they are liars and you should leave, not just sit there and wonder if you can trust them. Leave. Right. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, that's the broader point of the show. If you're wondering if you can trust them, yeah. the answer is no. Right. Leave. You have you, – you, no. If you – at any point in a relationship, you're like, I wonder if I can trust them. No, you can't. Because if you could trust them, there wouldn't be a doubt in your mind. Right. Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay. So, uh, did we get a preview for next week? I don't think there is a next week. I think Mama June is on. And I don't think the show is coming back for a little while. I okay. think we have a hiatus. Interesting. Interesting. So um, I'm not necessarily suggesting we do this, but I do want to talk briefly about Prison Wives. Okay. Which is I haven't watched we- any of it yet. Okay. okay. So I'll just like kind of do a little s- summary synopsis, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm give you an idea of what it's about so you can maybe decide if you want to check it out but it's basically a very weird 90 day fiance meets love after lockup uh i believe it's on lifetime and it is all foreign fiancés or partners that are all partnered up with an american prisoner um i would say that all of them are uh the men the American men, um, they're in prison and all the mm-hmm. women are foreign uh, partners or whatever. And I would say almost all of them are engaged or at least like, you know, talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. They're all from, I would say, countries well, you where said they're the, from. It's not a challenge to get the visa. Right. Right. So right. The, they're not in it solely for the visa. Uh, so you've got there's a I think a woman from Australia. We've got UK. Uh, you've got Germany. Um, so they're all ones that have their own money to be able to come and visit. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not necessarily that 90 day fiance trope where it's like, you know, they feel like they're desperate. Dependent. I gave up everything just to be here. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So um, it's. To be honest, it's kind of sad more than anything. Um, I wouldn't even necessarily say it's that dramatic in terms of the relationships, you know. I think you get a lot of the typical, like, the family members and friends are like, why would you want to date a foreign prisoner? Like, you know, what's going on with that? But in the couple of releases that have happened, it's just like the the prisoners, the ex-cons, they just it just seems so sad. Like they just, you know, feel like it's there. It's not that they're not happy to be out, but they've got such a trauma from being in prison and it just reads through and you're just like, oh, this mm-hmm. is heavy material. So I, I don't know what vibe they're trying to go for, like. You know, it's not necessarily meant to be like light, trashy reality shows. Yeah. So I don't know. Interesting. I might still watch, but 
my first impression is kind of more sad and serious than it is light and trashy. Yeah. Does that make a good podcast then? <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, I, I don't, I'm not necessarily suggesting we should cover this. I think, uh-huh. you know, given our lives right now, it would be nice to take a little bit of time off For sure. uh, from doing one of these podcasts. But um, yeah, I guess just, you know, doing it, a quick keep... review for anyone else who's interested in that. Yeah, it, it, it does. It is, you know, yeah, the similar does sound like almost a spinoff, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, right. maybe I will report back uh, the next time we're the back, time which we back, sounds which... like it won't be for a little bit. Yeah, well, we'll we'll figure it out. When the show comes back, we will be back. Okay, sounds good. So until All then. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.